Hello there, this is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The fungus identification podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. This is going to be Paul Stamets' favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Kyle, welcome back from from Comic-Con. Indeed, thank you sir. We are recording this on July 30th, so Kyle and his partner just returned, well, a week ago or so, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, he, he hasn't told me about any of his Comic-Con adventures yet because he was saving it for the pod, so <laughs> you know, we can hear it all together. You know, I actually didn't do that much Doctor Who related stuff this year. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Kyle hates Doctor Who. Yep, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this is a you know a, a, a long pod of hate watching. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hate letter to Doctor Who. Actually, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I did. I basically spent a lot of time just kind of like wandering the floor this year. I didn't really go to very many panels in general. Okay. Um, the few panels I did go to were. A panel about the Artemis space project that NASA is working on. That was oh, really cool. cool. Yeah. My partner and I wanted to go to a panel about the James Webb Space Telescope. And we basically arrived at the room of, you know, 10 or 15 minutes before the panel started. And uh-huh. it was a huge long line. And we were told that it was basically closed and no one was going to get in. And we waited in line anyway and got in for like the last five or ten minutes of the panel. Oh, dang. Which was still really cool. (laughs) Not sure it was necessarily totally worth it, but... And uh, then I... That's your call, whether you think it's worth it. I don't know. I think the James Webb Space Telescope is worth a lot of... A lot of waiting. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I, I I don't mean to like you know get into parasocial relationships with celebrity telescopes, but the James <laughs> Webb Telescope doesn't actually know who you are, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jim's a listener to the pod. <laughs> it, it likes your tweets when you at them and to say how how much you enjoy their their pictures. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And then I, I also attended a panel on archaeology and paleontology in Star Trek. Yes. Which was fun. It was a, amazing. Yeah. They basically kind of talked about what archaeology and paleontology are and used various examples from various different Star Trek series to show mostly how not to do archaeology and paleontology. <laughs> <laughs> How? So is uh, is Picard actually not that good uh, an archaeologist? Uh, it's funny you mention that specifically because the moderator asked the archaeologist on the panel if you know Picard is a good archaeologist, and without hesitation, the guy was like, "Oh no, he's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I feel like if I were more clever and maybe had prepared, I could. Now make a, a, a clever reference to the fact that Sir Patrick Stewart and Harrison Ford were born on the same day. And of course, Harrison Ford also plays a famous archaeologist. 
I didn't realize um, they shared birthdays. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're born on the same day, like not the same year, but they oh, have the sure, same sure. birthday is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience Comic-Con this year. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how much people were actually wearing their masks. Oh, thank you. Which goodness. was required by the convention. Not just their, like, you know, Deadpool mask or whatever, but also the right. <laughs> COVID mask. Uh huh. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by how much people were wearing them. I was unpleasantly surprised by how little the staff was actually enforcing it for people who oh. were not wearing them. So, yeah, kind of good and bad. Good on the mm -hmm. the essentially voluntary compliance, bad on the enforcement. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the, the pictures that you were taking, and you always had a mask on, so thank you, Kyle. Indeed, we actually got some, like, fucking fancy special masks to hopefully work <laughs> even better than the normal ones that you generally wear, so... yeah. So yeah, it was good. I was not used to walking that much. My <laughs> legs and feet in. and back were pretty tired and unhappy by the end, but... Wow, cool. Um, yeah, so other than that, uh, anything else going on? Uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I've spent the past few days listening to Circuit 23's new album, Men's oh, yes. Vermis. yes. Uh, yeah, the title Mensa Vermis means brain worms, nice. and <laughs> it has not yet been released at the time of this recording. Circuit said it should be released probably on September 9th, okay. but he, so it will be out by the time you all hear this. He gave me yes, an advanced so, copy. So it. Uh, you should all <laughs> go buy it from Esoteric Empire Entertainment, which is at 3e-muzik.bandcamp.com Got it still, right this I time. I hate that they spelled it that way. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sure, I'm sure that you know you had your reasons, but um, it, does, it does make it just a little bit harder to send people to your site. Yeah. But yeah, the album is a real electronic bop, I would say. I've been listening to it a lot like at work and I spend the time just like bouncing around in my chair while I write TypeScript because I can't really sit still while listening to it. Oh, Kyle, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm going to drop in a few samples here. Benny, you can hear it like when you edit this, I suppose, <laughs> or when you QA this. All right, all right. So here's a part of the spacey bit in the middle of 999 Battle of Medina Station. That was so cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm faking it. I, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to this someday, but that day uh -huh. is not today. <laughs> There's a real hopping bit from a track called The Spores.
Well, you mentioned uh, fungus, fungi earlier. <laughs> Very appropriate. Uh huh. And of course, we've got to hear something from There's Fucking Ghosts in There. The title's amazing. I'm sure the track is good, too. (laughs) Speaking of titles, I'm just going to read the rest of the track listing real quick. (laughs) All right. We've got Piracy, Spray of Light, Electronic Meltdown, Hades Dance Floor, That One Level Where Maggots Eat Your Eyes, Casually Consuming Human Flesh, Never Speak to Strangers, and Floating Through Space on a Turtle's Back. Nice. And... I just also want to say that even if these samples that I've played here don't inspire you to buy it, then I would highly recommend at least having a look at the album artwork, which is fucking gorgeous. It it was created by Circuit's artist friend Virginia in her medium of choice, which is Microsoft Paint. And I fucking love it. It's just, yeah, it's beautiful. I wonder if I can get a print of it or something. Well, you can at least send that to me, Kyle. Uh, I don't have it handy at the moment, but I will send it to you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's on my other laptop. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, shall we we get into the the episode of Doctor Who then? Indeed. And now here's a, another sample of Circuit 23's music, and you may have heard it before. <laughs> This is the 34th episode of the season, The Death of Doctor Who. So we talked a little bit last episode about the Doctor's duplicate that got introduced at the end of the episode. Looking yeah, I thought almost I was supposed to do the, the Cliff Dangler. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should go with that first before I get into this. Well, the Doctor has a duplicate. its orders are to infiltrate and kill indeed um and uh we have a slight variation on our previous cliff danglers where the the daleks are still chasing the tardis um through time and space with their own time machine but now this time vicky has stowed away aboard the dalek time machine because the doctor and uh uh, Ian and Barbara left her behind, <laughs> which, you know, I guess uh, they kind of had no choice, but still. Yeah, they should have been paying better attention. <laughs> so, indeed, the Doctor's Duplicate, which the Daleks have created, we talked a little bit last time about how it looks almost identical to the Doctor, and almost like it was played by the same actor as the Doctor. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought I would actually take a moment here to point out that 
the almost in that is actually doing a lot of heavy lifting because it turns out the duplicate is not actually played by William Hartnell. What? <laughs> what seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's played by Edmund Warwick, who played an old scientist dude in the Keys of Marinus, but more importantly, Edmund Warwick stood in for William Hartnell when he was injured during the Dalek occupation of the Earth. Oh, wow. And yeah, so then I guess they kind of wrote this role for Edmund Warwick, like kind of as a thank you for standing in for him. <laughs> so even in those shots where the real doctor isn't in the shot, it's still not William Hartnell playing the duplicate? I think at the very end of the previous episode, there was like one shot of William Hartnell as the duplicate. But okay. in this episode, like... Th throughout the episode, and even somewhat partially at the end of the previous one, the duplicates always have been work. And uh, how how easily can you tell that it's not William Hartnell? Um, if you're not really paying attention, you won't notice. But like, yeah, if you know, then it's pretty easy to tell. <laughs> okay. I did cool. find out that the voice of the doctor's duplicate is William Hartnell's voice though. Edmund Warwick just moves his mouth and then William Hartnell like dubs the lines in later. You'd really think that, you know, unless it's one of those things where you have both doctors in the same shot and then, yeah, you'd have to have a different actor play the, play one of them, you know, whichever one isn't facing the camera or whatever. Right. You'd think otherwise they just always use William Hartnell, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> So our heroes start checking out the soundstage that the TARDIS has materialized on. Mm -hmm. And it's full of these giant mushroom-looking things. Yes. Which excellent. are making these kind of like bubbly noises and they're kind of like shaking a little bit, you know, like bouncing back and forth or whatever. Kyle's doing like a little dance in his chair right now <laughs> to demonstrate how these mushrooms are bouncing back and forth. Uh -huh. They, you know, they look like they're listening to some Circuit 23 music. <laughs> Excellent. They're listening to Spores, that, uh -huh. that, that track from the album. The doctor's like, Is it a plant or some kind of fungus? And he pokes one of them with his stick. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good science for you. Uh-huh. It kind of like actually shrinks back for a moment and then like stands back up again and ian decides living fungoid doctor so how much are these like guys in mushroom costumes uh i think 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent excellent <laughs> <laughs> the doctor suggests just geing tfo but People, someone always suggests it, and then they, they never actually do it on the yeah, show. Yeah, it never quite works. <laughs> they turn around to head back to the TARDIS, but there's a fungoid there blocking their way to the TARDIS that wasn't there before. They're moving. They're closing in on us. <laughs> uh, I love it. So Ian and the Doctor both make attack rolls, and as they do that, a stagehand off-camera turns some lights on which causes the fungoids to all stop moving and kind of like shrink up a little bit huh 
And did that have anything to do with what the doctor and Ian were doing, or is that something else going on? Uh, it seemed like something else going on. They did not okay. seem to cause it themselves. Alrighty. Uh, Ian and Barbara and the doctor all start to speculate about like who installed these lights. Cause it is, it is like lighting. It's not like, you know, natural. Okay. So they're speculating about who installed the lights and who turned them on. And the doctor points out that the existence of these lights implies that there is other intelligent life on this planet. Potentially. Yeah. That's one of the things it might imply. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there could have been intelligent life there in the past who installed those things, or maybe the Tongoids, you know, installed those things themselves for some reason. I don't know why. Or um, maybe those lights were part of a crashed starship that accidentally fell to the planet. I'm just, you know, there's, <laughs> other, there's other possibilities. Yeah. Ian notices that the lights do kind of form sort of a corridor through the mushroom jungle. Cool. And it could lead to a good Dalek fighting location. Excellent. So they decide to follow the lights, like, down the light corridor, basically. Yeah, I mean, the GM was being pretty clear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they do often go off the rails, but... This time they decided to play along. Yes. We cut over to the Dalek time machine, which has also materialized. And a few of the Daleks confirm that they are, in fact, on the planet Mechanus. And that all life here is to be treated as hostile and destroyed on contact. <laughs> uh, the, the Dalek, you know, foreign policy. <laughs> They send the doctor's duplicate out, telling it to basically join their enemies moving through the jungle. And, and then a few Daleks follow it out, sort of as escorts or whatever. And as soon as they're all gone, Vicky sneaks out of the Dalek time machine and heads out into the mushroom jungle herself. Cool. So she's not stuck on their TARDIS. That's good. Right, and it seems like they never knew she was there. <laughs> Excellent stealth rolls there, Vicky. So Ian, Barbara, and the Doctor continue down the light corridor through the mushroom jungle while the Doctor's duplicate comes out from a different part of the mushroom jungle and starts following them from a distance, basically. Excellent. What a good sentence. That... There's so, so many good things going on here. We got mushroom jungle, <laughs> we got light corridor, we got, you know, doctor's duplicate. Good stuff. Vicky is hiding from Daleks in the jungle. She hides behind the trunk of one of the fungoids and the, you know, sort of umbrella of the mushroom. I don't know what you call it. The is, cap? Yeah, the cap. Uh, the, the cap of the mushroom like lowers down over her trapping her it seems oh oh she's gonna be a mushroom vicky <laughs> barbara ian and the doctor all reach the end of the light corridor and they find themselves at a cave that seems to be empty inside the doctor insists that there must be a reason for it like for you know the light corridor leading to this cave even uh -huh. if it's not clear, like, what 
like what it is, basically. There must be a reason for it, just like everything else in the universe. There is a reason for it. Well, we, we went through that long loading screen before we entered this room, so there must be something here. Uh-huh. Let's roll a few more investigation checks. <laughs> yep. Ian sets down the piece of equipment that he's been carrying this whole time, which is the device that the doctor has been working on to try to attack the Daleks. It's basically a metal box about the size of a shoebox, and it has some knobs and dials on it. It kind of looks like a cassette tape recorder. Very cool. I dig it. I hope it's going to be the something Otron or <laughs> the something Scope or uh -huh. something like that. The Dalek Kilotron. Yes, exactly. Barbara actually rolled a decent investigation check, and she finds a device in the cave that's basically like a long, thin stick, kind of like a cane or a walking stick with a bulb at the end of it. Hmm. The doctor thinks it's probably a weapon, and he starts messing around with it and manages to basically get the tip of the stick to start glowing. <laughs> okay, time to point it away from your friends there, doctor, <laughs> uh <-huh>. just in case. <laughs> it's designed to scare off those fungoid things we saw in the swamp. Oh, okay, okay. So, you know, the, the, the light earlier that seemed to kind of make them shrink away. Right, yeah. I guess That's you just cool. kind of, like, wave this little glowing stick at the fungoids to scare them with the light. Sure. That's that's fun. Barbara starts getting pretty excited about the prospects of facing the Daleks with the fungoid scaring stick and the Dalek Kilotron, but the doctor reveals that they can't actually use the Dalek Kilotron in an enclosed space like this cave. Huh. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Which kind of made it seem like maybe entering the cave was not the greatest idea, but... Yeah, that was the doctor's idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Barbara rightly points out that the Daleks will probably also find the Corridor of Lights... And they will probably also follow it to this cave. And she and Ian and the doctor will probably be trapped inside the cave because it only has, like, the one entrance. Uh-huh. So they all start looking around for the cord to unplug to hopefully turn the light corridor lights off. Or they could just leave the cave, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, apparently Vicky didn't get trapped by the fungoid because we cut back to her and she's like freely wandering in the jungle. <laughs> uh, maybe there's some deleted scene or a scene they never got around to filming that just shows her like, you know, pushing it off of her or something. Uh -huh. or, or this is, you know, Mushroom Vicky now. <laughs> She ends up finding the TARDIS, and she starts knocking on the door and calling for the doctor, but a fungoid comes up behind her, and it kind of starts closing over her like the first one, but she runs away. Huh. So maybe she just got away earlier and they didn't 
show us or something who knows or maybe from here on out every time you see vicky it's actually the the fungus version of vicky fungicky mushicky vicoid yeah i got nothing (laughs) i've been trying to think of something since the first time you said it grabbed her but (laughs) nope (laughs) so she runs away she of course ends up finding the corridor of light and starts to follow it the DM's like, we are going to reunite the fucking party, whether you want to or not. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the episode. If you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to ask us a question, share your thoughts, or make fun of us, you can email us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or tweet us at drwatcher. Thanks for listening, and now back to the episode. Of course, about this time, Barbara actually does find, like, the cable that the lights are attached to and follows it back to the junction box, which Ian pries open, which causes the light corridor lights to all turn off. So, like, is this just like a an extension cord, or what are we what are we looking at here? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's just yeah, a cord <laughs> running to like an electrical box on the wall. Amazing. So they turn the lights off. We cut back to Vicky, who finds herself in darkness now, with fungoids all around her, and she screams. Dang. Yeah. Ian and Barbara and the doctor hear her scream, though. So Ian and the doctor both rush off to look for her, while the doctor tells Barbara to stay back and guard the Dalek Kilotron, basically. But they don't actually bother plugging it back in, plugging the lights back in? No, I think they unplugged it in a somewhat permanent fashion. Oh, (laughs) gotcha. After the doctor and Ian run off, the doctor's duplicate sees its chance and it pops up out of hiding and starts walking toward the cave cool the 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 doc look it the doc (laughs) dupla doc (laughs) the daleks in the mushroom jungle of course also notice the light corridor getting turned off they decide to continue heading eastward because their perceptors have registered a lot of movement in that area cool as perceptors yeah one of the daleks starts to roll forward and its eye stalk gets kind of like caught up in the hanging bits of a fungoid don't you mean it's perceptor (laughs) and like the dalek actually kind of starts freaking out a little bit about this oh It's like you, Kyle. It doesn't like mushrooms. <laughs> That's something uh, you listeners now know about Kyle. <laughs> he does not like mushrooms. Well, actually, I think they're cool. I just don't like to eat them. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> so the Dalek film negativizes this fungoid to death, and then everything's fine. Yeah, that seems fair. That uh-huh. seems like a <laughs> measured response. It asks the other Dalek... And the other Dalek is like, Fuck off, you wimp. You're fine. 
Amazing. That's what friends are for. <laughs> and the two of them continue their patrol. Excellent. Ian and the doctor find Vicky's unconscious body out in the mushroom jungle in the dark corridor of lights. And Ian pretty quickly has a couple of realizations. She must have smuggled herself aboard the Dalek's time machine. So they've arrived. Yeah, and also, like, she's rad as hell, right, Ian? Yeah, I think that goes without saying. Pretty but quick thinking and yeah. good sneaking. The the Dupla Doc arrives in the cave, and when Barbara asks it where Ian is, it tells her that he's dead. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> the creatures caught him. I could do nothing. <laughs> Barbara's like, whelp? <laughs> <laughs> she wonders if, like, maybe... He's not just hurt, and the Dupla doc tells her to come along with it and that maybe she can help, so she follows it as it leaves the cave. Yeah, Ian could be somewhere with zero HP rolling death saves. Uh-huh, let's get him stabilized. Exactly. The actual doctor and Ian are carrying Vicky's body back to the cave, um, rather... Ian is carrying Vicky's body back to the cave, and the doctor is leading the way. Uh, well, still helpful, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Of course, by the time they arrive at the cave, Barbara is long gone with the Dupla doc. Vicky wakes up, and at first, when she sees the doctor, she starts freaking out, thinking that he's the Dupla doc. But then when yeah, yeah. she sees Ian and... She decides that Ian probably wouldn't be there if this wasn't the OG doc. So she kind of calms down and she tells them all about the Dupla doc that the Daleks have created and uh, its orders to infiltrate and kill. And the doctor realizes that it must have Barbara. This is very serious, Chesterton. Barbara would never have left here unless... Unless you or I told her to go, hmm? Yeah, well, I'm glad that they realized that about her, and it's not like, oh, she wandered off or something. Uh-huh. Although, she does wander off a lot. Well, she always has good reason. That's true. Yeah, I I had put in my notes that he's right that the Dupla Doc has Barbara, but he's wrong that she'd never leave unless Ian or the doctor told him to because she's a person of action and she leaves when she wants to leave. That's right. Ian runs off shouting her name and Vicky and the doctor follow after him. And how, how much desperation is in Ian's voice as he runs off shouting her name? Oh, he's, he definitely wants to find her. <laughs> well, I never had any doubt. He, in fact, does find her just in time to stop the Dupla Doc as it tries to attack her. And as Ian saves Barbara, the Dupla Doc manages to get away in the shuffle. So, like, the Dupla Doc's plan was to take Barbara, whom he was alone in the cave with, walk off somewhere else and attack her there. Like, I mean, I'm, gl I'm glad that's how he did it because it's where we had time to rescue her. But it just seems like if he was going to attack her, he could have maybe just attacked her in the cave. Just like done it in the cave. Yeah, that seems like it would be simpler. 
So Ian stops the attack. The Dupladoc gets away. Ian and Barbara both meet up with Vicky. And then a moment later, both doctors simultaneously enter the clearing. Oh, no, nobody was watching which one's the real one? Uh-huh. Excellent. I mean, you, you knew it had to happen, but here we go. So, of course, the two doctors start arguing with each other about which one's real and which one's the robot. Amazing. The argument escalates to the point of one of the doctors raising the walking stick up as if it's going to hit the other doctor. So Ian gets in there to like break the fight up before it gets too physical. And <laughs> yeah, Ian like holds back the doctor with the stick while the other doctor without the stick kind of like retreats back to Barbara and Vicky. So only one doctor has a stick, right? Yeah. Interesting. Now we have to, you know, we're, we're testing our, our readers' memories as to whether the doctor had a stick earlier. <laughs> the doctor that Ian is struggling with threatens to hit Ian with the stick. Ian manages to get a big rock off the ground and is preparing to, like, bash the doctor's head with it, basically. Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't actually done anything that out of character, let's be honest. <laughs> uh-huh. The doctor who's hanging back with Vicky and Barbara tells Vicky basically not to watch because this is going to be pretty gross. And Barbara pauses for a moment and then shouts at Ian not to attack because that's the real doctor. Oh, Barbara noticed something. Uh-huh. Is it that only the Dupladoc would know that it was going to be gross? <laughs> if you don't know what's under that that skull, uh -huh. you don't know how squishy it's going to be if you bash it. Well, my, fir my first thought actually was that the real doctor wouldn't bother telling them to look away from something that's going to be gross and unpleasant. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. uh, but actually, on review, I realized... It was because he called Vicky Susan. Oh. So like when they when they made the, the image of the doctor or whatever, I think they said something about an image that's uh, back when Susan was still with the party. Right. Because she left like at the end of the Dalek serial, uh -huh. basically after they were done dealing with the Daleks. So like last the Daleks knew, Susan was with them. Uh-huh. I mean... To be fair, we have had the doctor call Vicky Susan. Um, <laughs> That's true. Once before, but I guess I guess enough time has passed now that he knows this is Vicky. So Ian throws his rock at what we now believe to be the Dupladoc, but he misses. You know, it's just a bad roll, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's only an improvised weapon. He he might not have like uh -huh. a high bonus. The two doctors end up fighting each other again. Uh, this time, now they both have walking sticks, and they're basically like fencing with their walking sticks. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a great scene. <laughs> In the middle of the fight, the real doctor, the OG doc, does his best Dalek impression voice and shouts, 
which oh nice causes the dupladoc to basically just like freeze in place nice good thinking uh-huh so the og doc goes over and like pulls some wires out of the dupladoc's chest and <laughs> just reaches in there <laughs> uh-huh. into his like his jacket basically <laughs> nice and the dupladoc falls to the ground dead wow that was cool. That sounds like a fun scene. Uh-huh. Doctor stands over it looking for a moment before saying, Hmm, let's get a doctor. And walking away. <laughs> okay. The Daleks have found the TARDIS, but there's no sign of either the humans or the doctor or the Dupla Doc. I like how you, you know, listed the doctor separately from the humans. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, I should point out that the Daleks did not do that. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know better, but I guess they don't yet. That's interesting. They decide to basically do a full-scale search of the jungle at daybreak. We cut back to the caves where the doctor is telling Ian how exhausted he is after all of that. So Ian suggests that he head into the cave and have a rest with Barbara and Vicky. I, I, with with the doctor just like off on his own is that the plan? No, Barbara and Vicky are already in the cave resting. So with with Ian off on his own then? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I guess Ian's taking like the first guard shift. Okay, well as long as you know he's he's located somewhere where if he gets nabbed he can cry out or something. <laughs> yeah, he he posts himself at basically the entrance to the caves. While, yeah, Barbara and Vicky and the doctor are like a bit deeper in the caves laying down. Ian's, you know, kind of like sitting at the entrance. And of course, Ian also falls asleep. What? What do you mean, of course? I wasn't expecting (laughs) that. I expected more from Ian. Inside the cave, we see sort of like a spy cam or something kind of like Mm. descend from above into our frame of view. And it looks around and kind of, you know, turns in each direction and then, like, ascends back up out of the frame. It basically cool. I looks... It. I like it. Yeah. It looks kind of like a walking stick with, like, a glowing light stuck onto the end of the handle that, you know, just <laughs> gets, like, the, lowered into view. With all the walking stick fighting going on, it was like, Who, what are these aliens and what have they done to my people <laughs> They're using them as weapons. How about that? <laughs> uh-huh. We get a passage of time fade to black. And next thing we know, the adventure party is waking up. It's light outside. It's daytime now. They've completed a long rest. And in the daylight they can see something that they were completely unaware of in the dark, which is that off in the distance, there are these several big columns with what looks like a path and structures and buildings and stuff on top, like all in white. It's like this big, fancy city above a chasm of fog. Wow, I dig it. Yeah. And and how impressive is this matte painting, Kyle? Uh, it was a model, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I how guess it was probably like 
a matte painting behind it, but but they actually had a model of the city. Cute. I love it. Uh-huh. Hmm. I think that was up there all last night and we never knew. Right, Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they couldn't at least, you know, see something in the distance, but okay. Uh-huh. They gather up the Dalek Kilotron and start getting ready to head to the fancy city. But they find themselves and the cave entrance surrounded by Daleks. So they retreat back into the cave. They don't really have too many options of what to do. Vicky suggests maybe like climbing the cliff face, but Ian says that the Daleks would just like pick them off basically. Yeah. Still, Vicky's the only one to suggest a plan, so Vicky, person of action. Uh-huh. Ian's action suggestion plan. Planning of action. <laughs> Person of planning action. Yes. Yeah. Ian's suggestion is that the doctor should head out of the cave and talk to the Daleks, impersonating the Dupladoc. Oh, I, I love it. Uh-huh. Barbara thinks that this is a stupid idea. <laughs> She basically says that the Daleks controlled the Dupladoc, so they must know that it's dead. Dang it. Don't don't give the DM reasons not to do the thing, the plan <laughs> you just came up with. Uh-huh. I, I, I've had that thought before in Dungeons & Dragons, where if there's a, a flaw in the plan, maybe if I just don't notice it, the DM will let us go. <laughs> I, I don't point out the flaw. Maybe the DM will be kind and let it succeed. Uh-huh. Yeah, she and Ian go back and forth and kind of argue and discuss a little bit about whether or not this is a good plan. Ian ends up agreeing with Barbara that, like, maybe they shouldn't do it. And by then the doctor's already doing it. Yep, 100%. <laughs> uh, we love the doctor. Yeah, I actually, like, rewound or, you know, skipped back a little bit and watched the scene again, and you totally can just, like, watch him walk out of the cave like <laughs> midway through the scene i love it that's the doctor all right the daleks who are outside the tardis are all preparing to attack now that their enemies are off trapped in the cave they've got some daleks ready to enter the cave others are going to be circling it and cutting off all the escape routes and their orders are to take no prisoners. Dang. Well, I mean, they're Daleks. We never expected them to take prisoners, but still. Yeah. Move to position on my command. Advance and attack. Uh, line and advance. Advance and attack. Uh, attack and destroy. Destroy and rejoice. <laughs> uh, amazing. I love Daleks. Inside the cave, Barbara and Ian and Vicky all listen as the doctor completely fails his deception roll outside the cave. <laughs> <laughs> and the Daleks are all like, bullshit. You are not the robot. 
Well, if Barbara hadn't pointed out the flaw in the plan, maybe the DM wouldn't have enforced it. But I guess, uh, I guess she she forced their hand. Yeah, probably would have at least had a lower DC. Yes. So the doctor heads back into the cave. He. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I thought that they were just gonna, you know, start shooting him. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. I think they might have, and he just, like, got back in quickly okay. enough. Okay, he dodged. Yeah. He basically tells everybody to, like, get up against the back wall of the cave because he's going to see what he can do with the Dalek Kilotron, I guess, even though they're in this enclosed space. Sure. But as he starts setting it up, one of the cave walls opens. Nice. And behind the cave wall is a large metallic thing. It's about as tall as Ian. It's basically spherical, but formed out of like, you know, several kind of flattened triangular panels. It's like a D50 or something. Oh, cool. And there's like a seam around the middle. You know, it's clearly like two halves of a shell put together, basically. Very cool. It starts speaking and its voice sounds kind of like when you're a kid and you speak like through the blades of an electric fan to make your voice sound weird (laughs) yes we 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 all say (laughs) no i am your father (laughs) into a fan Uh probably several times for sure Well, now we get to find out why this planet is called Mechanist, because, like, I, it's not called Fungus. <laughs> Fungus. Fungus. <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks are, of course, like, still outside the cave and still, you know, kind of coming into the cave. So Ian's like, well, you heard it. Let's head on in. And as they all head through the passageway toward this mechanoid... The words next episode, the planet of decision, appear on screen. So, uh, this episode was called The Death of the Doctor. Um, I guess that was the Dupladoc that that was talking about. I guess, yeah. The death of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think well, that was entirely referring to the Dupladoc. <laughs> it kind of works. Sure. So I, I, I kind of admire the, the audacity of using that <laughs> as a fake out. Uh-huh. All of our listeners who were worried that this was our last episode, it looks like the series is probably going to continue. <laughs> probably, most likely. Oh, cool. That was a really fun episode. I, I really enjoyed listening to you uh, telling me about it after having watched Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I thought it was a fun episode as well, and I enjoyed telling you about it after watching Doctor Who. <laughs> well, I'm... Curious to find out what what happens next. Um, always love Daleks. 
love the the, the mushrooms, um, the fungoids, and this new um, D fifty robot creature is uh, is also very promising. So, uh-huh. looking forward to what happens next. We'll see if I if I can figure out how to do audio effects to make my voice sound like a mechanoid. Just uh, just re-record all the lines talking through a fan, Kyle. <laughs> All right, well, did you have any other notes for the end of the episode? I don't think so. All right, well, listeners, see you in two weeks. Come back and find out what decisions are made on the planet of decision. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Bye. Bye. The Doctor's Watcher would like to thank Circuit 23 for the awesome theme song he made for us. You can hear it and the rest of his music at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. You can reach him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. I would like to thank Benny for listening to me talk about Doctor Who, and I would like to thank all you listeners for listening to Benny listen to me talk about Doctor Who. You can reach us by email at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com and on Twitter at doctorwatcher. If you enjoyed the program, please tell all your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcasts. Thanks for listening! Put that chick out of my way! And if I won't, I shall give you the same treatment. Watch him, Chesterton. Watch him. Still insist you're the real doctor. Oh, what does it matter what I say now? Chesterton, now's your chance. Destroy it. Destroy it with a rock. Susan, don't look this way. It'll be nasty. Ian, don't. That's the doctor. What?